Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast, telling the user-submitted stories of pioneers of Utah and the American West as collected by the Sons of Utah Pioneers. This episode of the Pioneer Podcast is an audio file generated by a Pioneer biography submitted to us at pioneerstories.org, a webpage of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. We invite you to share your family Pioneer stories too, by going to pioneerstories.org and clicking the red submit button. Your story will also become a part of this podcast, where it can be shared with other family members as well. Now, here is our pioneer story. This episode is about Captain Alan Taylor. We find very little information on Alan Taylor before his work as captain of his own immigration company. However, we know that he was 24 years old when his father passed away near Nauvoo. At that time, William had 14 children and Alan was the second oldest child in the family. That means that he had some serious responsibility in helping hold the family together and getting them to Utah. He was married when his father passed away, but still helped his mother and siblings get to Utah. His mother, Elizabeth Smith Patrick was a determined woman and would have made the trip on her own if she had to. Nevertheless, we see that she and her dependent children traveled to the Salt Lake Valley in Alan Taylor's company. Alan's company of 445 people was twice as large as any of the other four companies that traveled that year. Apparently, Alan had earned his reputation as an effective leader when he had led rescue teams and wagons back to Nauvoo to rescue stranded saints who could not go on by themselves. There were two groups of wagons and Alan's group traveled twice as fast as the other. Additionally, Alan Taylor was appointed captain of 100 in Brigham Young's company of 1848. He was also appointed to make sure animals and wagons were returned to winter quarters after the journey so others could use the same resources. This valuable leadership earned him a reputation that put him in charge of such a large company bound for Utah Territory. Alan led his large company through many difficult situations such as stampeding cattle, wolves, alkali flats, and rattlesnakes. But the weather, for the most part, was very agreeable. When they reached Fort Bridger on October 1st, the weather suddenly changed with a fearsome blizzard that lasted 30 hours. That blizzard was really hard on three other companies ahead of Alan Taylor's company because they were camped at South Pass. In that blizzard, they lost 62 cattle. It was fortuitous that Alan and company were in the relative comfort of Fort Bridger during this storm because they did just fine. In fact, his wife bore Clarissa Elvira Taylor while there at the fort on October 3, 1849. When Alan's company reached the rugged mountainous terrain encountered as they dropped from the high plains into the Salt Lake Valley, he made the wise decision to fragment the company into small groups for convenience in camping and in moving smaller groups across the numerous stream crossings. His company arrived in the Salt Lake Valley from October 12th to October 16th. It is noteworthy to find that he only lost two members of his company during the journey from winter quarters to the Salt Lake Valley. That number is even more impressive when compared to the total of 2,000 that lost their lives in the same year while making the same journey, and Alan Taylor's company was the largest one. After arriving in Utah, Alan settled in Kaysville. He was made bishop of that group of saints, 
So we learn that he was not only a good leader in moving wagons and saints west, but he was a great spiritual leader as well. It was not long until the threat of Johnson's army became a major concern, so Utah was divided into 13 military districts. Again, Alan Taylor's leadership came to the front when they assigned him to be in charge of the Davis military district. That stressful time was short-lived and Alan Taylor continued on as Bishop of the Kaysville Ward until 1861, when he was called to move to the Cotton Mission in southern Utah. He lived two years in Harrisburg, then moved to New Harmony and Washington. He established farms in both of these two latter communities and divided his time between them. By that time, Alan had married four wives, Sarah Lavisa Allred, Hannah L. Egbert, Elizabeth Smith, and Phoebe and Roberts. Since the writer of this article is descended from Phoebe and Roberts, her picture appears at the top of the biography. It is known that Alan and Phoebe had twelve children, but an inadequate amount of research was done on the other three wives to document all of their children. When Alan was released from the Cotton Mission by Erastus Snow, he wanted to move to higher ground, so he moved up to Loa in Wayne County. Some of his family fragmented at that time. His first wife, Sarah, wanted to remain in New Harmony, reasons unknown. His second wife wanted to move away from the status as a plural wife, so she divorced Alan. The third wife remained in Washington for unknown reasons also. However, this happened in an era of heavy opposition to polygamy, so that probably played into these decisions. Alan's wife, Phoebe, accompanied him to Loa. Both lived out the remainder of their lives in Loa. Alan passed away in 1891 from an infection, and Phoebe passed away in 1919. She probably was supported during those last 28 years by her loving children many of whom remained in Wayne County. Thanks for listening to the Pioneer Podcast. We would like to invite you to subscribe to and share this podcast with others. Also, please leave us a review at the iTunes store that helps us more than anything else. If you would like access to more content and information about our Pioneer history, join us at s.u.p.online.org the online community of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. That's s. u.p.online.org. Goodbye until next time, from your friends at the Sons of Utah Pioneers.